We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, good to have you with us. Hour number two, a couple of minutes after 2 o'clock in the nation's capital and beyond. Sunny, hot out there, baby. Make sure you take care of yourself. Drink plenty of water. Drink some hint water. Why don't you? Let's get back to the calls. Uh, Before we do that, actually, just a couple of little news and nuggets from the uh, commander's PR notes. Did you know that the Washington franchise... And it's put as Washington, not Commanders. Washington has won eight consecutive games against the Cardinals at home at FedEx Field, dating all the way back to 1999. Team's longest active home winning streak against any opponent. I remember 2011, week two, that was a tight affair. Tim Hightower had a Big game against his former team. It was like 17-11 or something like that. Somewhere in that range. Maybe 17-12. To go to 2-0. and The last time the Cardinals were here, I wasn't there. It was one of Kirk Cousins' last games. I had to travel somewhere. And remember, this one was actually in Arizona. But game one of the Alex Smith era. Week one was a then Redskins win over the Cardinals, who were expected to be a lot better. Steve Wilkes was their, you know, first-year head coach. And the commanders, you know, Chris Thompson, or then the Redskins, Chris Thompson, Jordan Reed had touchdowns. Alex Smith had a couple of fourth-and-one sneaks. And things were looking good until they came home and played in front of 38,000 people against the Indianapolis Colts, who were terrible and lost. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980, on the Ace Law listener lines in a wreck. Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Let's go back to the phones. E is in Northwest D.C. What up, E? How are you? What's up, bro? How you doing, What's man? What's man? All right. Hey, look, uh, uh, I listen a lot. I don't call a lot, but I had to call right now okay. because I don't understand the, uh, the, the trepidation that seems to be uh, – uh, Felt here going on with uh, the Commodores fans. Uh, <laughs> when it comes down to it, Eric B is president. Don't worry about it. You guys are great. You, 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 the Commodores are going to be great. All right, this year they, they're scoring twenty-one points a game. Do you think Eric? Wait, Eric wait, wait, B wait, is wait, wait. Let me, let me slow you down. Hang, hang on. Less let, than that? Hang on. Let, let me let me slow down for a couple of seconds. Are you Go saying co- are you saying Commodores on on purpose to be funny, or or is that? Just a slip of the tongue. Who likes who likes commanders? Uh, okay. That's fine. Call them the Commodores, call them something I, else. I'm with you. you know. I'm with you. But but then let me ask you a serious question. If sure. 21 points a game, quite honestly, it's not that big of an increase. They need to do yeah. way better than that. 
way better than that, don't they? Uh, I, I think I think Eric B has that on his mind, don't you? Uh, of course he he's does. He's not but, looking to build it. He's but, looking for instant success. Of course he's he was. On, but, I think I believe he's on a track like Coach Prime. All right, but let, let me let me. You know what? That's I, I love. Hang on a second. I love what you just said there. Let, let, let me get to that. Let, let me not, let me not, get not week six. All right, let me get to that in a second. Four. If of course he wants to do better than what they did, right? But but honestly, if they go from eighteen point nine points per game, again, which is not a purely offensive statistic, people forget about that, right? But to only say twenty one points per game, which is still below the league average. Is anybody going to be going, woo, man, Eric Bieniemy is Deion Sanders or Coach Prime? Is anybody going to be getting their skirt blown up? No, right? I actually believe in, in due time, whether it's next year or the year after, Eric B will be the head coach of this team. I don't. I, I, but he's got to get it done now. He has to impress now. I can't you say that you're not. 30 on the right. Cardinals. Okay. Sunday, you got dropped at thirty a uh, thirty bomb on him now, and he will. Fine, but what I do you? What he will. Do, but but you can do that one game that does not define you. It's what you do over the course of a seventeen game season, right? So that's why sure. I say when you say, "Man, Eric Bieniemy is going to be this coach, prime this way," and, and I love that. I love the bravado. I love the confidence. I love the comparison in my the mental imaging, but. I got to have better than 21 points again. Like for me, for Bienemy to walk away with a head coaching job, be it here or elsewhere, he's got to get this team to 24 points per game minimum. And again, that's not uh, no all doubt. on the yeah, offense. No, you know what? You know what? You know what? I believe he will. Okay. I believe he will. He, I don't think he has less than that in mind. Do you? Even I, for Sam Howell. I mean, listen. Look I, at where he came from now. You think you think Eric B. is coming with less I have than a lot, he had in, in KC? No, I have a lot on my mind. I have a lot that I want to do. It doesn't mean that I'm going to actually get it done. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I hope. I, absolutely, I think Eric B. <laughs> I think Eric B. Well, maybe, but I'm realistic. I think Eric B. wants to score 27, 28 points a game, right? Kansas City averaged like 29 and a half last year. I think, I'm sure he wants to do that. Can he? That's the question. And how much He's help is he going to need from Howell, Howell in the offensive line? He's the new hotness. I hope so. Howell hope so. is good enough. He's going to get it. I'm watching him during the preseason. I understand. Everything's I so. watered down. Everything's second, third, third level, guys. Howell's going to get it done. I hope so. He's, he's got no problem with, with understanding the speed of the game. He's good with the speed of the game. He's following Eric B's plan. I, I think he's excited. I think all these guys are man. You guys are going to be shocked. I, and, and I'm not. What, I'm not going to be shocked by anything. Who's saying this to you? I know. I, I, got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm. I'm. I'm a Giants guy. I'm. I'm okay. a. Gi- I'm an NFC. I'm a Giants guy. My wife is the is is the Redskins fan. She's the Commodore fan. All right. <laughs> and I'm as a Giants. I'm telling you. Man, first of all, whoever wins the NFC East is going to the Super Bowl. How's that for a bold statement? Let me ask you this. You, made, a shot this you made all of these bold proclamations and statements about Eric Bieniemy and the Commodores. Are they better than the Giants? He's just raised the level. He His his presence is going to hey. raise the level of competition in the NFC hey, East. I love you. Are they better than the mm-hmm. Giants? Are they better than the Giants? Wow, wow. Uh, at the moment, I'm going to say no. I believe our defense has a little more depth to it. Uh, you know, injuries play a factor in the season. So we're going with assuming no major injuries, which isn't going to happen, right? But everyone start, is starting out zip-zip. 
Okay. The NFC East is going to be is the most powerful division right now in the in the, in, the, in the NFC. I don't disagree right? with that. And one of these teams, probably except for Dallas, they're going to do what they do. They're going to disappoint. They might come in last in the division this year. No All right? chance. So no it's going to be chance. between the Eagles, Giants. No Mark my words, my man. The, the the Commodores are going to be fighting for a playoff spot this year. Okay, they're going to accept nothing less. I, I like the and enthusiasm. You be ready for it? Stop! Right. Stop thinking you're going to be wallowing in the bottom I'm of the not, basement again. I'm not. I'm I'm as positive as anybody. I'm positive, Peter, baby. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you. I am a prince of positivity. I mean, who's more positive than me? I mean, I got my pom pom surgically attached to my wrists over the weekend. I'm ready to go, baby. I will say, you have been a lot more positive on this team and a lot more negative to all of the less than admirable talk about this yes. roster. You're, I've you're been consistent. On, you, you are on board this season. And I picked them to win, make the playoffs last year, which they should have done if they didn't throw up all over themselves. What the exact reason for that was, still and still is, debatable. Despite what Dr. Sabah says, Taylor Heineke was part of that reason. Yeah. Okay. I picked them to make the playoffs last year. I might, might pick them to make the playoffs again this year. That answer probably will come Thursday and Friday. I might. Let's get one more in here, and then we'll take a quick timeout and reset. Let's go to Alex and McLean on the Team 980. Alex, thanks for hanging in there. How are you? I'm doing great, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for the buzz. Good. All right. Uh, you know, I'm sick and tired of all these uh, – people predicting what hasn't happened yet. You know, last year we had a sorry as offensive coordinator in in my opinion in uh, a guy what's his name, whatever it's Scott Turner. Scott Turner, yeah. And a quarterback that despite what that lady that it sounds like uh, she's in love with this guy, Magic man, you know, he would suck too. This is, and he's been bouncing around the league and probably won't even see the field in Atlanta either. She forgot that, that the game against the Giants, he lost. Yeah. yeah against against Minnesota, he lost. Well, I mean, I mean to be fair, <laughs> he, he, you know, nobody loses a game by themselves, right? But 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 your overall point is your overall point is fair. There were games there to win, to win, and Taylor Heineke made some plays, but not enough plays. Period. Period. And he touched the ball every day, every down. Let's be honest. He threw some prayers, and they were answered. Yeah, that's, that's the magic. I mean, that's whatever. I mean, against the Colts, he just threw the ball up in the air. Yeah, McLaurin made a fantastic catch. How many times McLaurin made excellent catches sure. for him? What if, I mean, what, if, what if Sam Howell does that this Sunday? Are we going to be saying, ah, he threw up a prayer and uh, you got well, lucky? Well, you know, it is what it is. But I think we, we're a better team than, than people think. We are a tough fight, in my opinion, defensively. Our running backs, they look pretty good. And our wide receivers, I think they're as good as anybody in the league. So, I mean, let's not put much pressure on this dude. We'll, we'll, we'll be all right. And then starting Sunday, starting Sunday, they have to send a message. And I hope that that message is by a blow-up. And, and I'm feeling like they're going to blow this Cardinal team up. Hope so. I appreciate it. I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll look good. It'll, it'll be the talk of the NFL. I appreciate you, Alex. Um, it'll be the talk of the NFL from this standpoint. 
oh, look at Sam Howell, look at Eric Bieniemy, And then everybody will discredit it by saying, well, it was against the Cardinals. And the Cardinals had Buda Baker. That's about it. They lost J.J. Watt. They lost uh, one of their best interior pass rushers in um, uh, Zach Allen, who they're going to see next week in Denver. No J.J. Watt. No Byron Murphy, their top corner. I mean, this is an Arizona defense. I mean, you could Jonathan Gagnon meet a death. Soft coverage is this, that, and the other thing. Uh, okay. I mean, they have one really good player, Buda Baker. One. Unless I'm forgetting somebody. They have better talent on offense. They just have no quarterback. 301-230-0980, on the Team 980. More of your calls on the Ace Law listener lines. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Jason in Omaha will be in the leadoff spot, and then we'll go right down the line. Rich, uh, Jonesy, and Pauly uh, all to come right here on the Team 980. Stay tuned. Russell on the radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh, we continue to honor the life and the legacy of the great Jimmy Buff. Right here, Russell on the radio on a Tuesday. Good job by Matt, as always, spinning the tunes. Got some more coming up for you, but let's go right back to the calls. I've also got some more facts, news, and nuggets uh, about this matchup and some ridiculous, and I mean absurd, sports betting thing that got a lot of run this weekend on Yahoo and uh, by, I think it's Dove Kleiman. I don't know exactly how to say his name. Dove, Dove, whatever. That just completely crapped all over the Washington Commanders. And the reason? Hard to figure. It's pretty stupid. We'll have that for you coming up, but first... Let's go to Jason in Omaha, listening, of course, as always, on the Odyssey app. Jace, hope you had a good weekend. How are you, pal? I did. I hope you did, too. I did. Thank you. I'm doing good. good. Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Uh, I don't know what the what what this – she she really does love Taylor Heineke. I'm talking about uh, Sabah. Dr. She does. Sabah. She does. <laughs> The you guy know, was you know was it was it Tammy Wynette that sang uh, "Stand by Your Man"? Was it Tammy Wynette? I, I think. Oh no, I'm too young for that. Yeah, I'm too I, young for I that think one. it was Tammy Wynette. <laughs> I, I have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure it was. But man, but no, she does. He was limited as a quarterback. If you cannot have, do a three-step drop and rip a 15-yard out from the pocket. As soon as you hit the top of your drop, then you like you are what you are. You're a backup quarterback. He did well for us. Like he was a fighter. That's what we needed at that time. But Sam can throw the ball. He has arm talent. 
that's different than just saying, okay, he could read a defense. He knows where to go with the ball. Like, okay, we're going to see over, I guess, a 17-game season. I hope, I pray that he can last that long because he do, he does hold on to the ball a little bit too much. Um, I'm talking about Sam, uh, Sam Howe. Mm-hmm. And I think Eric will coach that out of him. Like, the play calling will be that of that. So, if he can just stay away from holding the ball too long and trying to make that Mahomes s play, because you 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 can wait for your guys to get open, you know what I mean. But you're going to take some shots over a course of a 17 game season. Those might get to him. So I just pray that he can play the whole 17. And if there's any question, if he should get the 17, there's no question that is the right course of plan. But this young kid that can actually throw the ball and that will scare a defense. And that's what you're looking for in a quarterback. You, because, you know what I mean? Well, like you, well, you, well, because part of the reason what you're talking about is they're not going to be able to just crowd the line of scrimmage and expect that he's going to throw everything around the line of scrimmage because he can't throw some no of those sir. those throws that you're, that you're mm-hmm. talking about. Now, listen, yeah. make no mistake about it. A huge part of the Eric Bieniemy offense is throws within five yards of the line of scrimmage, one way or the other, right? right. North, south, what have you. Correct. So there's going to be plenty of that. But the throws that you're talking about, outside the hashes, uh, in a tight yeah, window, the corner route, exactly, the corner stop route, exactly, the whole shot, the exactly. cover two. If you can he show will be that able you to make those, right? If you can mm-hmm. throw those, and if you can be accurate with those, teams are not going to be able to jump everything underneath where. I think no. even though some of the analytics on Taylor Heineke showed, oh, hey, he had you know a couple of successful deep throws, what have you, right. I, I think most teams understood. Right. But I think most right. teams understood and, and, that they could crowd the line of scrimmage and take away the short stuff underneath, the quick game stuff, because A, right. they, were, they were clouding the area, if you will, and B, the, the other part mm-hmm. – of this, and I'll give you something. This is really important for for me, for Sam. Mm-hmm. Heineke, Wentz, uh, we didn't see Fitzpatrick long enough, but Heineke and Wentz specifically, mm-hmm. they were not good in terms of accuracy in those short passing areas. Yes, they were, they were always yes. off all over the place, right? If yes. Sam can be really proficient in those areas then that's going to mm-hmm. open up everything as well, just what we were talking about. He's got the arm. He's got yeah. the athleticism. Yeah. And they, the desire it's to do it will be there, but it'll be mm-hmm. open mm-hmm. more if he's proficient underneath, if that makes sense. Right. Real quick, he will do that in Eric Bieniemy's offense. And I think what people are getting afraid of, maybe it's his height. Maybe, but I do see a little bit of him holding the ball too long. But again, this offense will roll. It cannot be, be- it, it cannot be worse than what it was last year. I agree. Off of the quarterback and the coordinator. So I just want to throw this out to you. The defense, this is what people are not like. I, I think they're overlooking. This defense gave up chunk plays. I think we were good on third downs, of course. Yep, number but one. But we get we got gashed a lot of times by big plays. Can we cut those down? If we do, we'll be right there in the thick of it, just like the giant caller said. Yep. But I think he's scared that how is better than what uh, like the average fan. You know what I mean? Like yep. he's a Giants fan, and he 
he answered your question like, ooh, I don't like he knows that Sam Howell can play the quarterback position. So it's on him. I believe it's going to be more on Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio to create turnovers, to create uh, havoc in the backfield and stop the gas plays. If we, if we do that, we'll be somewhere. But I, got you. I don't see it. Yep. yep. I just don't see it over a course of a 17-game season that uh, we'll be like a 10 and – you know what I mean? Like 10 and 7 or something, something well, like that. But I, it, I also it, think that's going to come down to more than just the quarterback. Up. Right. It, it, which is your exactly. point. Which like, is your point, yep, too. Yep, Appreciate yep, you, Jason. Thanks. Yep. Uh, good to hear from you. Uh, let's go to Richard and Ashton uh, with us on the Team 980. What's up, Rich? Hey, Chris. How you doing? Good, Rich. What's going on, man? Great, great, great. Um, to answer the question, yes, I think um, the team is going to be better this year. We're not going to be worse. Um, I do highly agree with the opening statement at the beginning of the show of how critically important this uh, win is over Arizona. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to make a prediction. But before I say that, I'm going to give you four reasons why we should be much better and why I do believe that we can go 10 and 7. Number one, um, the new energy that we have from our new ownership, which is still uh, very prevalent upon the team right now. Um, the new energy at, with, with the team ownership and the way that the, the players uh, feel about that, I think that it takes a lot of the, 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 the cloud of problems that the team has had uh, over their head for a while uh, with the uh, Snyder situation. All right, so that's going to be gone. So that's one reason why we're going to have, and I guess I can say I'm looking at this from a 30,000-foot viewpoint as to what are the key dynamics that will affect this team. So that's the first one. Number two, the 12th man, okay? Once we get the fan base back, and this is a good, a very, very good uh, development of uh, having a sellout, all right? So we get that 12th man. So it's new energy, number two, the 12th man. Number three, red zone uh, offense. Uh, I believe that EB, Eric the enemy, can get our red zone scoring uh, way up. I mean, I, I believe that once we get into the red zone, we will score. I do believe that. I've watched him very carefully in Kansas City, although he wasn't calling the plays, but I've watched how they had some very innovative plays. I believe he's going to steal. <laughs> I, I think he's going to take some some of those plays from K, KC, bring them here, and use them in the red zone. Then number four uh, is our third down efficiency. I believe that our play calling, um, different than Scott, I think that third down efficiency – is going to be totally improvement, a total improvement um, uh, over over what we've had before. And then my prediction is: here's my prediction: we'll go three and zero, and the game with the Bills, we're going to win that by a field goal. We're going to go three and zero, and we're going to squeak out that that game with the Bills with just a field goal, and we should be three and zero. If we go three and zero, it's going to give incredible excitement for everybody uh, I, I i love the sound of that i don't know how realistic that is but i love the sound of it thank you rich appreciate it by the way commanders last year on third down number one on defense number 25 or 25th on third down offense 35.22 percent that's got to go way i mean 
You don't have to be number one. You don't have to be high 40s. You got to get me into the low 40s. I mean, the enemy's got two charges. Develop Howell, or however they do it as staff. Two things. Score more points, which again, not always on the offense, but largely on the offense. Get me to 20, you know, four points a game and get me to 42% on third down. I guarantee you those two will go hand in hand, period. All right, 301-230-0980, That's the number for you to call on the Ace Law listener lines. Back to your calls in just a flash. But first, a little trending alert action right here, right now on the Team 980. All right, new top 25 out in college football after the first major weekend. Of course, Colorado winning on the road in uh, uh, in uh, Dallas or Fort Worth, I should say, against TCU, a uh, team that was in the national champions. Well, now Colorado and Duke, after their upset win over Clemson, are both in the top 25 for the Associated Press. Duke at number 21, again, after soundly beating Clemson last night. Colorado and Deion Sanders up to number 22. How about Florida State? They whacked LSU on Sunday night in Orlando. They are number four after, uh, of course, winning soundly uh, this week. Maryland still not in the top 25, but maybe a win this Saturday night against Charlotte. Uh, will help that cause. Of course, they didn't have much love before the season, but an impressive opening season, opening weekend win uh, did Maryland have right here on the Team 980. Meanwhile, the Nationals, speaking of, well, not impressive, they've lost five in a row, and tonight they'll try and snap that skid against the New York Mets. Patrick Corbin on the mound. He wasn't very good his last start out. 7.05 first pitch on the Team on 106.7 The Fan the Odyssey app, and the Nationals radio network. Coco Golf, the sixth seed on the women's side, advancing at the U.S. Open in Flushing Meadows. Straight set victory. Six love, 6-2 right now. Novak Djokovic, the two seed on the men's side, up 5-1 in his first round quarterfinal action. And that's what's trending. All right, we continue to uh, – I screamed really loud there. <clears throat> Sorry. That was really loud. Even for me and my really bad hearing. I think that's why I talk so loud because my hearing is just getting worse and worse. I can't hear anybody anymore. If you talk like this, you got no chance. Talk like this. Not going to hear you. Not going to hear you. I like things loud. Popping, as the kids would say. I could have you with us right here on uh, a little tribute Tuesday, remembering the life of Jimmy Buffett, who passed away, and as well, Steve Harwood, former uh, lead singer of Smash Mouth, who I guess is still on tour, just with a different frontman. Um, don't know much about that, but it is what it is. Uh, right back to your calls, 301-230-0980. I got to get to this ridiculous Canadian sports betting thing, which I think is um, what Jeff in Vienna is going to want to mention because his team came out very uh, on the positive side. Uh, but we will uh, get there in just a sec. First, uh, Jonesy in Greenbelt. What up, Jonesy? 
How are you, pal? Hey, what's going on, WrestleMania? Jonesy? Russell on the radio, baby. Yes, Yo. yes, yes. Jonesy. Hey, glad to hear you. My hey, man. listen up, man. I've been hearing a lot of folks bashing my girl, uh, Sabah, about Dr. Sabah, that is, about Heineke. Hold on. First of all, I'll always be like this in Sabah's defense for this right here. Heineke, I'll always feel like he could never be himself because the coaches were in his head. Scott Turner, hey, and coach, you know, Ron Rivera. I always feel like he could never be weak because we never saw the kind of play that he had when he played in that Tampa Bay game and back in 2020, that playoff game. We never saw nothing to the magnitude like that. Even though we did lose that game, that boy played lights out. We, and we got close to it, but I always felt like they put the training wheels back on him and said, hey, look, just manage the game, not be you, whatever. All right, but the guy can play. I'm sorry. You know, I have to agree with Sabah. Don't trash the man. He's on another team now. And I wish nothing but, but all but good for but, but, uh Jonesy, for let, me, let, let me jump in there for a second. I, I, I really think there is a difference between trashing the man and just saying, listen, he did some good things. He did. But he also had yeah. some shortcomings. And he had some flaws. And he those did. got exposed more over time. Were there other mitigating factors, such as a very questionable offensive coordinator? Yes. A very shaky offensive line that was beat up on the interior? Absolutely. There were no doubt that there were mitigating other mitigating factors. Nobody should blame Taylor Heineke for any one loss specifically. But when you are the quarterback, you are looked upon not only by the fans and the media, but by the coaching staff as the guy with the rock in your hands all the time, and if you make one more throw, if you make one more pass, one more play, it might be the difference between a win and a loss or a tie or whatever. True, true. Now, I, I, I agree with all of that, but I always, I will always believe the coaches have a lot to do with some of the shortcomings he had. Now, some of it was him, so I'm 50-50 with that. But, I mean, I'm going to let Sabah have that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm cool with that. But now, dude, who was that guy from Northwest? Who in Northwest? Uh, who, Eddie? E, e in Northwest. Eddie? Eddie? Eddie. Okay. Um, no problem. Look, New York Giants is New York Giants. And the Commodores, it's not the Commodores. And there's no Lionel Richie about it. You understand me? <laughs> it, is, it is. That's right. And Tom Joyner ain't even in the group no more. So, with that being said, it's the commanders, as Doc would say. You, they Look, it's the Burgundy and Gold. They're coming. We, we had the New York Giants on the ropes, I know, in, like, the first game. So, yeah, he's scared. So, we got a better quarterback. We coming for you. And I cannot wait because I'll be thinking about, about Hootie when it comes to that, to that time you know, up northwest. Um, take that stuff back to New York. You know, this is the NFC East. I believe Ooh, the yeah. NFC East is still on the rise. I also believe that we're going to sneak up on some people. But I think he see it, too. I think he got some kind of, 
you know, a, a glass inside of here, a mirror glass, or some, something's talking to him. I thought for so a Giants fan, something. he was pretty damn complimentary of the of the Commanders. Now, again, he, call, he called them the I Commodores a couple of times. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I, I, I actually was entertained by him. Thanks, Jones. Appreciate you, as always. Uh, I'm always entertained by Jones and Greenbelt. Good call there. Uh, let's get to Paulie. Here he is. Send the 757. What up, Paul? Hell to the W, man. Hell to the W, you feel. And I appreciate your invite to your fantasy league. You got I mean, but, uh, You're gonna join us or no? I'm gonna have to pass on that, man. Oh. I particularly I particularly don't like you, so <laughs> see now, Paulie, every time I start to think we're making progress in our relationship, I, I no, mean playing, you know, I, I signed know. up. I signed up. I okay. signed up. I am the Jangos. <laughs> I'm gonna beat your ass. That's what I'm gonna do. That should that should have been the name of my team, the Jangos, a former slave who became a free man. <laughs> Anyways, man, <laughs> look, man, I'm not gonna defend Saba, but I ain't gonna say she's 100 percent wrong either. But what she wanted to overlook was Heineke for all his positives, his number one negative. Is the main negative to play quarterback in me is didn't have the arm talent. That's it. He didn't have the arm talent. And then you mix that with a buffoon of an offensive coordinator who doesn't play to not just Heineke, but the offense as a whole strength. You know, it puts Heineke behind the eight ball. And you talked about them three games. We'll just we'll, we'll make the two games as the Giants one game because they was almost identical game type games. You know, when you look at the, you look at the Giant games. He made enough plays, you know, to where he, where we can win, and he also made plays. You know, you know that you know the fumble or, or the fumble in the red zone area and all that. But but look what Scott Turner did. You got a guy back there who has limited arm talent and backed up in the shadow of your own goal line. You go empty backfield. You don't have the the the, uh, the protection correct on the line. Right. You got a free runner. You know what I mean, I mean, you look at, look at the stuff Scott Turner did in the Giants game. Uh, Robinson averaged almost ten yards a carry. Only had twelve carries for the whole game, like three or four in the second half. You, know, you, go, you go to the Forty ers game. You know, that's on wrong. That game was on wrong too. I mean, we all know at that point in the season who the better team was. We wasn't. We weren't, weren't a horrible team. But we, as, you know, as a whole, we wasn't better than the 49ers. And we competed in that game in the, in the first half. When we come out doing the second half, put the game on Heineke's shoulders. Bad offensive line. They took a beat down. And the more he got hit, the more he was susceptible to you know, making bad passes. Because, number one, he doesn't have the arm talent. And when you don't have arm talent, you're going to be somewhat inaccurate. And we've seen that in times with him. So if you want to place the blame plot, Blame pie, you know what I mean. I'm I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go forty five fifty five on the, on the behalf of the coach staff, you know. So that's how close it is to me. Now Heineke, I agree with Savard with this. Heineke had enough talent where if we played to the strength of not just Heineke of the offense that we should have been in the playoffs. And to what what the man from Northwest E and all that. Look, the Giants are better than us. Cowboys are better than us. Eagles are better than us. Because we ended up in last place. You know? So until we 
CD teams this season, are we able to get W's on these guys? They are better than us. You got to admit that. Giants beat us twice last year. I don't care how they did it, they did it. You know what I mean? All for sense of purposes, the, the Cowboys beat us when it counted. You know what I mean? That last game didn't count. You know, and the Eagles made it to the Super Bowl. So we can say we split with them all we want to. Paul, your, fo- yeah, your, your phone's starting to break up a little bit on us. So. Yeah, my fault. My fault is all that go. We should be a better team this year just because I think we have a more competent guy, you know, Eric Bieniemy right. calling the plays. I know you're going to say he he never called plays before. Okay, but you know what? He, if anything, I think Eric Bieniemy is was overqualified to be an offensive coordinator, where Scott Turner was, was way underqualified to be an offensive coordinator, man. I'll take it off, man. I'll be looking to draft the best team ever tomorrow. Hell to the W. Thank you, Paulie. I appreciate it. See, we can be friends. 301-230-0980, Let's get Jeff and Vienna in here before the break, and then we'll get to Cliff in D.C. on the other side. What up, Jeff? How are you? How you been, Chris? Doing uh, good, Jeff. Quick What's shout going out. A couple of quick shout-outs. I see Chris Mortensen is retiring, and yeah. he's been great. Yeah, and uh, so is Alex so is, is it being reported that he's retiring or stepping away? Because the headline I saw was stepping away uh, or stepping aside. I for, forget how it was exactly worded. Not exactly I retired. Thought I, saw, I thought I saw retiring after the yeah. draft next year. Okay, maybe that's what. And it was. Alex Smith, after all he's been through with his leg, now his daughter has a brain tumor. Oh my gosh, so, I saw that this morning. How terrible! Yeah. Just awful. That. Sometimes life comes at you hard, my friend, you know. So um, I'll be all for the commanders beating up on the Bills. I'll take that every day of the week. Um, I I think um, I got a couple questions for you. What is McLaurin's health state as of now, if anybody has an idea? Well, because they haven't practiced, we don't know if he's going to be limited or at practice at all tomorrow. Uh, Should have a better idea in about 15 minutes from Ron. Um, I would guess right now he's going to be able to play on a limited basis, maybe a you know reduced package of plays type of thing, um, you know, and see how it responds. But I won't have a better idea until a Ron says something again, presumably coming up in about 15 minutes, or Ron might not give anything at all until tomorrow uh, when they have to actually turn in an injury report, and then everyone can kind of see whether McLaurin is there what he looks like, whether he's limited, whether he's take, you know, full, uh, whatever. Um, that being said, you know, I think if there's a game that you, again, can be a little cautious, it would be this one, right? So I don't know if it would right. be like, oh, my God, if he doesn't practice at all this week and therefore doesn't play, that this is like a multi-week, multi-week loss. I, I, I think... I think if he misses a game, it would probably only be one game. Okay. And how is I was asking about Chase Young. How has he looked? Uh, again, hadn't practiced. <laughs> he hadn't oh, practiced. Oh, yeah. yeah, he hadn't practiced at all. I mean, he's he's been in individuals, meaning you know, light warm ups and and individual drills. Uh, and I haven't been out there because of the schedule. Uh, and they haven't practiced in five days. But he has not participated in a full team practice. He's not cleared. Uh, for contact just yet. So. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, okay, yeah. That, that's good yeah. info. So, real quickly, your... before we run out of time, did you see that, that report that I was talking about with your uh, Cincinnati I... Bengals? No, I missed it. Okay, so here it is. The Cincinnati Bengals 
have been named fans have been named the most loyal in the NFL by a new ranking. And here's the ranking: Canadian uh, Canada sports betting researchers. That's who did it. And here's how they did it: in the month of July, uh, they 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 tallied all this stuff up. It looked at the volume behind more than 500 related keywords to NFL teams over the last three years, covering topics such as merchandise, individual players, team stadiums, and game tickets. Then they were split by state to name the most dedicated, consistent, and bored fans. And Bengals' keywords (laughs) saw an average rise of 80% in volume year after year. You want to know where the commanders ranked? 23rd. They ranked. They didn't rank at all. They were disqualified. Uh, well, my guess, my guess is the keyword "burrow" is driving all that. Yeah. Since everyone in our fan base right now mm-hmm. thinks they've worked in an NFL front office or they've been an NFL player agent yeah. and are demanding that they get the extension done. But I'm heading up to your old stomping grounds on Saturday to watch the game on Sunday in Cleveland. We'll hope to get off to a good start. Out a boy. Out a boy. Be safe. Yeah. Appreciate you. Good to hear from you, Jeff. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. 249, Team 980. Take a quick time out. We'll come back. Cliff, I got Clyde. I got Brandon. Uh, Oh, Brandon's down in Clearwater, Florida, listening on the Odyssey app. I was kind of sort of near Clearwater last week down in Spring Hill. Told that story about the big, humongous burger that took a couple of days to eat. If you missed that, go back and check the podcast at theteam980.com or on the Odyssey app. That was from... I think Tuesday. I think Tuesday's show uh, last week. You should be able to find it. 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. Keep it coming. Uh, I got to get more uh, in detail about that uh, Canadian sports betting ridiculous bullcrap that I found on Yahoo uh, and was circulating. Just, I mean, just absurd. Just absurd. I got a couple other things about FedEx Field uh, and the Commanders as well. We'll get to all of that over the next hour plus right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Ah, we continue to remember the life and the legacy of Jimmy Buffett. Man, do I need a cheeseburger in paradise right now. Also, um, we lost, you know, again, we lost, um, uh, uh, what's the name? Steve Harwell. Uh, I couldn't, so many names just going through my head. Uh, Steve Harwell uh, from um, uh, Smash Mouth over the weekend as well. So uh, played uh, some of their tunes. Uh, early on in the show. Good job by Matt Essig, as always. All right, let's squeeze in Cliff here in D.C. before the top of the hour. What up, Cliff? How are you? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Hey, Lucy, what's going what up, on? my I guy? Mean, How are you? I'm in game shape, I'm in game shape mode now. <laughs> Strap can't it on, baby. There you go. Um, there you go. Washington will win on Sunday. Sam Howe will prove the doubters wrong. The best way to keep him healthy is them three running backs they got over there. Um, Earth the enemy has something to prove. I think the offense is going to score anywhere close to 35 points this Sunday against mm. the Cardinals, mm. if, not more, if not more. Earth the enemy got something to prove. 
He not he not just some flash in the pan. And to Jason Wright, if you're listening, since you didn't want the R word to come back and you said um you said period about not making the R word come back, how does the name Apache sound? And I'll sit back and listen. All right, thank you, Cliff. I appreciate it. Um I can't imagine that anybody would be like, hey, let's go from Commanders to Apaches. Um, I don't know. Somebody said, uh, who was it? Was it uh, Boston DG that said, please, or, or maybe uh, maybe it was Rocky Pinnock. I can't remember. Somebody said, no name talk this week. Yeah, I think we'll, you know, barring any huge development, which is always possible. I think uh, we'll we'll put that on hold as as best we possibly can. All right, three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. We'll get to Clyde. We'll get to Brandon. Guys, hang in there right at the other side of the top of the hour. Three o'clock on the way in the nation's capital and beyond on the Odyssey app. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. That's the Ace Law listener line. In a wreck, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call eighty eight eighty eight Ace Law. It is the Rooster on the radio, along with Matt Essig, an hour away from Craig Hoffman. Top of the four o'clock hour. On the Team 980, always Latin free on the Odyssey app. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.